My name is John Machada, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. It is October 6th, Wednesday. I had to think about that. Happy Halloween month. I hope that you have started it out better than I have in terms of watching scary movies every day throughout October. Uh, today was the second time I've watched something. Um... Which I guess I can kind of go into reviews like I wanted to. Uh, I finally watched the McPherson tapes. I feel like I've seen it. Uh, it was made back in 1989. Uh, what would that put it? Just a few years before the Blair Witch Project. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you're a newer listener, uh, every October, I've always called it or, uh, Halloween month. And my objective is to watch a scary movie every day, or a scary TV show, every day throughout um, October until November 1st. Because I, uh, I am a, a lover of horror, and uh, this is my favorite month out of the year. So, uh, yeah, if I can review... Uh, the McPherson tapes. It's a uh, found footage movie, and uh, but it's it's obviously not a real movie. Um, it was all right. I think if they wouldn't have used the, it's a alien abduction found footage tape. If they wouldn't have used the aliens that they did, I think it probably would have it would have looked better. It would have been better, but it was the. <laughs> They were just, it was silly. Uh, the fucking, I'm, I'm watching this going, you know, the acting's not all that bad. Um, they used a camcorder from 1989. Um, I mean, they were really ahead of the game. Uh, I think you have to be a pretty staunch horror movie fan to have at least heard about it, which I have. I just, uh, I feel like I've, wa I've seen bits and parts of it, maybe clips at some point or another. But um, I finally sat down and watched it with my son tonight because I just started my Shudder uh, subscription, which is just one month, and then I'll get rid of it. But um, the use, like the big head, big black almond eyes, like gray-skinned aliens with these obnoxiously large hands and they were like either midgets or child actors in these costumes and it was like black turtleneck i mean it was just dopey um but outside of that it was pretty good it was short it's not too long but um i guess the the characters kind of made a, a dumb decision at one point um where it just seemed like what the fuck just happened like everybody was scared and then they weren't and then they were back to being scared, and then shit happened. So, but um, I almost feel like there was another movie that was kind of close to it. Then I, I guess maybe along the way I'll figure out what it is, and I'll let you guys know. But it wasn't terrible. Oh, excuse me. I've seen far worse movies, so um, it was all right. Now, one movie that I have yet to see. I guess it was made back in 2018. I thought I just saw it like last year. Or just saw the, the preview for it. Either last year or the year before. It's called the Fear Footage Tapes. I think. Or just Fear Footage. It's, uh, I've really gotten into found, found footage tapes. 
it's it kind of places you in like a mindset of this is real more so than a a you know well produced directed acted you know uh cgi or or special effects movie might um and the closer i can get to getting the shit scared out of me the happier i am with watching a scary movie uh i mean i'm 39 i still go to haunted houses now given i have kids now so i have I have that built-in excuse, but uh, I enjoy it, I think, more than my kids do. And uh, I think a big part of it, all of this has to do with just like with, I think, most things is uh, in my developmental years, I was introduced to horror movies um, at uh, the, the young age of, I think, either three or four. Uh, because I had two sisters that were both nine and ten years older than me, so they were teenage girls at the time, which a lot of these movies were kind of made for teenagers around that age. Um, and so obviously I'm going to watch what they're watching, and I did, and I loved it. And uh, I've, I've got a, got that uh, desire for uh, things that scare me in such ways. So anyway, uh, I've really gotten into the the, the found fur. The found footage genre of the horror movie genre. Um, and uh, there's one that I'm Scottish, so I'm pretty cheap. So I've, I have not paid for it <laughs> for just one movie. Um, because back when, when, I, when it first came out or when I first knew of it, I mean, it was like five or six bucks. Uh, maybe more than that on Amazon. But now there's three of these. And I just checked it. It was like around three. So I'm like, ooh, I guess I'll have to fucking take the leap with my cheap ass. Anyway, um, fear footage. And then they made a second one, which I think is just fear footage tapes volume two or something like that. And then there's fear footage 3 a.m. So there's three that I get to watch. Um, so I'm looking forward to those at some point or another. Uh, and they're like, I think they're like PG-13. So I can have my kid watch them. But now that I'm like, I don't know if it's like just shit has changed. Like people have just started making more grotesque, not even more grotesque. I don't know. Maybe it is shit. But like I felt weird explaining what a cannibal was to my son uh, tonight. <laughs> um, because there's one, uh, as I was like trying to find this movie again, I had to go through all of these other movies, and uh, my son was like, "What is what was the name of it? Cannibal Hunter, Cannibal something? It's a it's an old school fucking found footage film, something cannibal." And he asked me what it was, and I was like, "It's people who eat humans." And he was like, "What?" I'm like, "I don't think I can let you see this shit." He's twelve. I'm pretty certain I had watched that. I'm pretty certain I watched I had watched Faces of Death. Before he was, before I was 12. So, um, yeah. So I am on two days out of the first six of October that I've seen. So I'm not doing so great, but I'm going to have to do better. Any hizzle, uh, I want to review one other, actually two other things. Uh, one is actually entertainment. Um, and two would be a documentary that I just watched today. And it's because of the promotions that I've been putting out that I came across with. So uh, the first one would be Cobra Kai Season 5. Phenomenal. Season 3 and Season 4, I was like, all right, this is kind of the same rigmarole 
over and over. You know, you keep bringing these close these characters closer together, and then something um, inevitably happens that they they fall apart. They you know, it's just they they can't get along. We've been through that in the first two seasons. I know that you're kind of getting this story going along. Um, they kind of brought in some some of the older characters from or uh, yeah older characters from the other movies like uh, Karate Kid 2 and Karate Kid 3 but um, season 5 was very well wrote it uh, and I mean really each season they brought in a a character from an older you know from one of the older movies Um, but season 5 I just felt like they wrapped everything up everything made sense um I'm going to try not to spoil it too much, but it was, in my opinion, it was fucking phenomenal. Really well done. Uh, It's, it's a silly, it's a silly story uh, where karate works. You know, I don't know if you ever tried karate in a fight. I have, I don't know how many fights you've seen. Karate as a martial art can be effective, um... It can be effective, I'll say it like that. But karate on its own in a fight, especially with if that's all you've ever... And you truly believe that your karate is like something big, you're going to get fucked up against a jiu-jitsu guy. You're going to get fucked up against a wrestler. You're probably, you might get fucked up, probably will get fucked up against a judo guy. Um, Muay Thai is going to fuck you up. You might have a good chance against a taekwondo, taekwondo guy, if that's all he's ever done. Um... Might do pretty good against a boxer if that's all he's ever done. But the moment you get into grappling, man, watch out. It is, uh, it is, um, I mean, because it's strictly, I shouldn't say it's strictly striking, like kicks and punches, but it's just, you know, I grew up at a time when karate was, was blowing up. You know, obviously Karate Kid was, was a huge film. Jean-Claude Van Damme had come out, Bruce Lee. People had heard about Bruce Lee. Um, you had like, uh, shit, what was that movie with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd? Trading Places? Um, I was just talking with this with D.B. Cooper, about this with D.B. Cooper the other day. Um, there, there's a part in, uh, in the beginning where Eddie Murphy gets thrown in jail right before the two rich guys come and get him, where he's trying to talk himself up to all the, all the, uh, guys in the jail all the hard hard asses in the jail and he's like i'm a karate man i don't bruise on the outside i bruise on the inside so like even back then karate was like still this this mysterious thing you know and um especially since the ufc came out and people started you know seeing that and i think you know people more more easily being able to videotape but also be making it more accessible through online sharing, you know, video sharing platforms for people that see fights, realize karate, karate just ain't it. So anyway, um, but in this storyline, karate is, you know, these guys that practice karate are, are, uh, effective. (laughs) And, uh, you really like the guy that I like the most is Johnny. Johnny is like, I feel like he's the main character. Danny LaRusso is like, I don't know. He's all right. You know, he's like, he's secondary to Johnny. Johnny, like, you want to pull for. He's the underdog. Um, 
Yeah. So, but in in season five, I mean, it just it delves into everything. It touches on all of the old you know storylines throughout season one, two, three, and four. Um, I feel like it really, like I said, wraps up everything. It makes for a really good story. So if you haven't seen the season yet, go check it out. Uh, like I was saying, dude, the first, er, I'm sorry, season three and four, I was just not, I was not excited for them, you know. Um, and so leading into this, I wasn't excited to watch the first episode. But once we got into it, because um, it's like me and my son's thing to watch, you know. And um, after each episode, it was like I was getting more and more excited. And then when it came down to the ending, I was just like, wow. Yeah, very, um, very, very good. So gets uh, I would say on a scale, rating scale, grading scale, whatever, I would give it a solid A. I'd give it a solid A. The acting is, you know, at times is, is a little rough. Um, some of the scenes are just obnoxious and, like I said, silly, but it's, it's good, you know. They do it in a really good way. Uh, very little wokeness throughout this entire thing, which is so refreshing to see. And um, it's nice to have a show that you can watch, and when you're done with it, you just, like, you feel happy. Uh, there is a movie called Nobody that I think I reviewed at one point or another. It's got, what's his name, the main character in there from uh, Better Call Saul. I can never remember his name. I know he was friends with uh, Gavin McGinnis at one point. But uh, I remember watching that movie on my son's birthday, and me and my son watched it. Um, and you walk away from that the same way. There's, there's, there's hardly any, if any at all, wokeness in it. Uh, there's no liberal leftist leaning bullshit on it. It's just a, a shoot 'em up, fight 'em up movie, and it's you walk away going, "That was a nice two hours of, you know, suspending reality to watch a show or watch a movie and and just relax." I mean, it was great, you know. So um, that's how I felt like this was, and it, it's uh, as I said, it's very refreshing to just see a. a a story really play out with uh, normal people, you know, doing <laughs> doing some extraordinary things, but at the same time being normal, you know. Uh, so yeah, solid A for that. Um, yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna be kind of all over the place with this. Uh, next up for a review is actually a documentary that I saw today. So I have I have increased. If you've seen me for friends or. I follow you, you follow me on whatever social networking platforms. I'm sure recently you've seen that I have been every day uh, promoting uh, the book. Uh, I felt like the the post that I had today was possibly one of my best. Um, I'm going to keep kind of going down that avenue. But I'd had somebody that had liked it and shared it. And uh, I checked out who it was. And they had as like their bio... Um, two documentaries and the first one was one called i believe it's called these little ones which is uh how jesus described children in the scriptures um i'd have to go back through it but i'm fairly certain he said it in probably probably all four of the canonical books matthew mark luke and john um i'm gonna have to paraphrase this because i don't I haven't opened my Bible to look, or I'm not opening my Bible to look at it right now. Uh, if anyone should cause one of these little ones to sin, uh, 
it would be better for them to have a millstone wrapped around their neck and them thrown into the sea. Again, paraphrase, but that's pretty fucking close. So, uh, the film, I'm going to spoil it, I guess, a little bit, but definitely watch the movie. I'd, I suggest watching this over Cobra Kai, over McPherson Tapes, over anything that I've reviewed. Watch this documentary. You can find it on Rumble. Um, I think you have to type it in as world premiere. I don't think you actually, I don't think you have to write that in, um, or type that in. It's, I think it's on the channel, the Stu Peters show, who's a guy that I've, I, I've, I have been following for a while, but he, um, he's really good. A lot of the stuff that he puts up is, uh, pretty damn good. Man, I have to get a video out, but. I'll be honest, man. I'm. I don't know. It's. It's like. Once I get into it, it's uh, doing podcasting for as long as I have. It's like it's. It's very easy for me to just start up and go. Um, where like video, I have to set up. You know, people. I'm. I know that I'm going to be nervous. People watching me and shit like that. And it's this nerves that I think I have to get past in order just to start putting shit up. You know what I mean? Once I get into it, once I got it going, it's. It's easy as I'll get out. The butterflies go away. You know, I'm able to. To, for the most part, stick on on uh, or stay on track until I, I read any comments that are coming up. So I have to cover that up or else I'll look over at the comments and totally lose track of where I was at. But, um, yeah, so I need to put up some videos. But anyway, uh, the just type in these little ones and it should come up on Stu Peter's uh, channel um, under your search results on uh, on Rumble. And, um, it kind of starts off first, uh, it talk, certainly talking about child, um, trafficking, child sex trafficking, or more so just child trafficking in general. <clears throat> it, uh, it targets, um, the, uh, CPS in the beginning of it. And then what's in the middle? I think they go after the numbers of kids within the United States of America. They do talk about all around the world. And it ends up getting over to uh, kind of telling the uh, uh, a good portion of the Isaac Cappy story, who was a, a Hollywood actor who came out and started calling out all of these famous Hollywood actors and actresses, um, calling out Epstein. And uh, he was the main one that called out Seth Green, um, that little bastard. And, uh, also Tom Hanks. And, in, in I think, well, at least in, in my opinion, I think Tom Hanks really fucked up. Because Tom, Tom Hanks, around this time. So, uh, I'll get back to Tom Hanks here in a minute. But anyway, so it tells the story of, like, Isaac Cappy, what he was saying, and it and ends up going all the way through to his death. And that's kind of the part that I'd, I'd like to focus on for a moment, is he had called out Tom Hanks many times, and... Around that time, Tom Hanks, I don't know if he still does, um, I'm not on Twitter to see, Tom Hanks would go around wherever, um, whatever state in the United States, I don't know if he did it worldwide, but he would find gloves on the side of the road, and he'd take a picture and he'd post it on um, Twitter, and he'd say, I think he'd, he'd say something about it. So... I can't, it's, I, I, fuck, I haven't talked about this in a while and I kind of forget the, the timeline. I think it was 
right after Cappy died. Cappy, I believe, if I remember correctly, was was uh, they say he he committed suicide by jumping off a bridge. But um, leading up to that, you know, he was saying constantly that he he would never he wasn't suicidal he wouldn't commit suicide but that he almost thinks that would be better than what was going to happen to him that he was going to be pulled limb from limb um but so anyway he ends up dying by essentially you know falling off of a bridge whether he jumped or whether somebody pushed him we don't know but tom hanks posted a picture of a glove I believe it was on the same road that Isaac Cap, and he, it was what he said. Let me fucking see if I can. No, it's bothering me. Um, Tom Hanks, Isaac Cappy tweets. Did Tom, and the first thing, and I'm looking on DuckDuckGo. Um, I do have a Brave browser, but. I've got a, so much shit on DuckDuckGo that I got. It's gonna take me a while to transfer everything over to um, Brave. So first, I pull up uh, the first website that comes up is Stillness in the Storm: An Agent of Conscious Evolution. Uh, Hollywood actor Isaac Cappy exposes Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg as pedophiles. Uh, I know I hate I hate dead air when I'm doing this. These people are sick. You people are a disease. We the people are the cure. Q. He talked about Q quite a bit. Uh, still to this day, I don't give a fuck. I I love Q people. The the and I'll talk about this here in a minute. But Q brought a, a lot of attention to Hollywood pedophiles. A shit ton of attention to Hollywood pedophiles. And for that, I thank you. Uh, whoever the fuck Q is, or if, if, if I, even if they were a bad person or whatever, like plenty of people have said, the silver lining to it would be it brought a lot of people's attention to Hollywood being filled with pedophiles. So, um, you know, that's something to, to note. Come on. They didn't do the fucking... They didn't bring up the picture. Uh, media matters. Fuck off. Where is the glove pick? Here it is. Is this it? Yeah, view the file. Sorry. I think I found it. Okay, so Tom Hanks, this is, I think, I don't know if it was the day after, it was, uh, this, I guess, was posted, I don't know, shit, doesn't fucking tell me, I think it was the day after, or days after, Isaac Cappy died, Tom Hanks takes a picture of this glove that's, that has dirt on it, um, and he titles it, or says, whatever, Historic Route 66, period, roadkill, question mark. I hope not, exclamation point, Hanks, as in H-A-N-X. Uh, um, 
which I think is a, a wink and a nod to Isaac Happy being killed. And I think a lot of other people do too. Now, am I stretching it? I guess maybe you could see it as that, but man, Isaac Cappy, and he's been in quite a few films. What were the big ones? I'd have to go back and look. Um, there's also a theory that I've talked about before that uh, Tom Hanks, supposedly him and his wife, moved to uh, Greece and changed his uh, citizenship to, to being a Greek. So uh, so that he couldn't, because I guess they don't do execution there. But, uh, geez, there's a lot of shit on this. You file. Uh, days before Isaac, oh, I guess this was before. So days before Isaac killed himself, Tom Hanks posted an image on Instagram mentioning Route 66 and roadkill. This would be completely unrelated and may still be. If it weren't for the fact that Cappy was claiming that Tom Hanks is one of them, a pedophile baseless claim, sure, but an interesting coincidence surrounding this event for sure. Oh, thanks for not mentioning anything else about it, dickhead. Um, so I guess it must have been before. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, and, and I don't know if uh, Tom Hanks had ever... Uh, come out to address the accusations against him. But then again, um, I'm far more willing to believe Isaac Cappy than Hanks, especially being that you have Maxwell and Epstein, who are the only people that have been publicly charged uh, with anything that had to do with their, their uh, trafficking ring. Which should, everyone should absolutely uh, be up in arms against. The fact that there aren't more people. That those names uh, in the black book, whatever they call it, um, haven't been made public. Uh, not only that, uh, all the people that flew on uh, Epstein's, or that were found on Epstein's flight logs, um, that there's no investigation into them. Especially... Bill Clinton, who everyone knows, flew on the Lolita Express 26 times. Um, no investigation into him. Never probably will be. I think, personally, uh, in my opinion, child trafficking, human trafficking, and abortion, um, which in the film, these little ones, in the documentary, it, it makes a very... It makes the argument, oh, excuse me, um, apparently didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Oh, that's what it did. So the middle part was about, it, it kind of tied in um, the CPS with human trafficking and made an argument that this had been has been going on since the early days of man, and more specifically talking about the, uh, the Canaanites and their... Um, idol worship of Moloch and what they would do with their babies in terms of, of killing their firstborn and, and, and sacrificing them. Um, and then turning that or, or uh, connecting that to the modern day abortion industry, um, arguing that it's essentially uh, sacrificing instead of doing it to, you know, an, on a burning statue of Moloch, 
Instead, it's it's uh, within these abortion clinics, um, which I think is a pretty damn good point, personally. Um, so that was the middle part of the movie. Seemingly, I had forgotten all about. But anywho, I gotta get this off my fucking screen. I can't look at these images. Um, and now, after watching this or or that that uh, documentary, uh, as I've said before, man, I have a hard time. If I can't get it out of my head by the time that I go to bed, I I will just fucking stay up thinking about this shit. I mean, my blood will boil. And watching this movie, it just made me so fucking angry, you know, to know that this is going on, you know. And then I I have to think about my kids, you know. And that's just my kids, but my wife, the rest of my family, you know, if if uh you know, if you get involved in trying to track down these people, these people are if they're going to kill kids, if they're going to hurt and kill and, and uh, traffic kids, all, you know, some just for money, some for, you know, their, their, their uh, sick desires, uh, you know, there's, what won't they do, you know, which puts you and your family and, and especially your kids into, in, in harm's way. So, you know, it's a, it's a bad situation. But anyway, I think that it's arguably the most important issue within... Um, any civilization, any country, any state, any pack, whatever, any union. Um, and it's just, and they make this point in the film is that people just, you know, they turn a blind eye to it. You know, it's not treated as, as, as terrible as it is. Molesting kids, raping kids, that is, that is worse than any fucking form of racism i could give a shit about racism you know and yet you have groups like fucking black lives matter that these mega companies and government people and fucking gop and all this that and the other will bend over backwards not to hurt their fucking feelings you know but we have human trafficking in every major city in the united states of america you know it's it's our priorities are super fucked um that that's the case. And I mean, in just the state of, of, of what our political landscape is, uh, <laughs> it's no wonder that, you know, these people who are in charge right now, as I've said before, this is all on purpose. You know, put on your detective hats, trust your gut instinct, you'll realize this is on purpose. This is too much of a coincidence that you have this many people in power that are making this many bad decisions, and then also not fixing it, but rather making more and more bad decisions. Look at, number one, they don't take, obviously they don't take child sex trafficking as like a high priority to fucking fix. Um, any, and by the way, anytime that a, a law enforcement agency does some kind of sting, they'll end up like, like they did here in, I don't know if it was in Detroit or if it was Detroit Metro, uh, the state police did a fucking sting, end up finding 192 um, uh, victims. It's like, holy shit, do it every day. Why aren't you doing this every day? Why aren't we finding out about this every day? And by the way, who's the top guy? You know, why don't you start calling out these fucking names? This idea of like, well, if we say it, then they're going to go into hiding. I don't find go into hiding. That means they're, they're going to be doing a lot less of this. Fucking put their names out in the fucking ether so that all of us know. Do this every fucking day. Every day. Don't take a fucking day off, you know? Yeah, I get it. People have to work 40-hour work weeks, whatever. Pay them overtime. Hire others to, 
take up when they have to take their days off. Fucking every single day this should be be worked on. Every fucking day. From every law enforcement. Every law enforcement agency that's out there. They need to have people dedicated. And I get that they probably do, but it is nowhere near what it should be. Anyway. Oh, this shit gets me so fucking burn up. So this isn't priority number one to politicians and, you know, political talking heads and shit. This isn't priority number one. Um, and also, when it comes to, like, some other serious shit, because this is what's happening is that the serious people are not in charge. The adults are, the adults are not in charge. You have these, fan, these, these fucking, I don't know what the fuck you can call them. I mean, insane people for sure. And then you have a dementia patient as the usurper in chief. And these people are not taking fucking somebody who is serious and Putin. They're not taking this dude fucking serious. You know what I mean? This guy comes out to say, if you do X, Y, and Z, I will use nuclear weapons. Nuclear weapons. Did I say it like uh, Bush Jr.? That is a serious fucking threat. With somebody who is serious. This guy is not somebody to fuck with. And I still have the sneaky suspicion that China is right there going, you know what? I'm going to hedge my bets. I'm going with Russia. They're right next door. You know what I mean? I don't want to take the chance of something going awry and fucking the United States fucking up. And then I'm stuck looking over at Russia. We're right next door to each other and this ain't going to work out so well. You know? Russians are tough, man. And I mean, given that's that's the foot soldiers. But if you think that Russia has just given up all of its secrets and we know all of them, you've got another thing coming. All right. For as good as our military is and our, our intelligence agencies, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you think Russia isn't up there? Russia has been um, working on their military for a very long time. Well, while we had eight years under Barack Obama, who was gutting the military, who is not focusing on um, working on um, weaponry and system. I'm, I'm not saying that it wasn't happening at all, but it, it's, it wasn't at the level as when Trump came in. That's for damn sure. And then you had Russia that's been working at this the entire motherfucking time. You know, we are working on increasing price tags on shit like jets. Didn't mean that the jets were worth any shit. I've got a buddy that is in, um, how's it go? I think he went into the army first and then he transferred over to the air force and now he's in air force intelligence. And he was, I was talking with him, picking his brain. He doesn't quite know where I stand. He is a fucking, he is an agency guy for sure. He's a, he's a government guy for sure. But he was, he was telling me how shit our jets are, you know, it's frightening, fucking frightening. He's like, yeah, they, but it, they're expensive because it's like art, you know, it's, you just, it, art, think about it, like any art piece, the Mona Lisa, I could give a shit about the Mona Lisa. To me, it's not very valuable, but because these certain people say that it is, then it's valuable. 
That's how art is. That's how worthless art is. Okay? Um, to an effect. You know, I know I, I understand that it has value in other areas to other people, what have you, but it's as good as fucking firewood to me. You know what I mean? It's like, I just throw it in the fire and, and uh, warm myself. I could give a shit about the Mona Lisa. I don't even think the Mona Lisa is a great painting. I'm an artist. Now, I think it's certainly fucking far better than any kind of abstract bullshit that might be out there, but... You know, I look at something like the Sistine Chapel and I go, holy fucking shit, that is insane how good that is. By a guy back hundreds of years ago that was doing it above his head. Okay, I'm an artist, all right? I I, I was a uh, sketch artist, okay? I mean, I could do sculpting and painting and all that and I was good at it, but I was a sketch artist. And... Um, to fucking do that above my head with paint and have it look as good as that. Oh, shit. Get out of town. Sistine Chapel is insane. Um, Michelangelo and, and um, Leonardo da Vinci, phenomenal artists, you know, truly. You know, I don't want to shit too much on some of these artists, but I never really thought the, the Mona Lisa was all that great. I've, I've never understood the... the uh, I don't know, popularity of it. Getting too far off course. Um, but yeah, Putin, Putin is not somebody to fuck with. And seemingly, most people in our government are like, eh, no big deal. <laughs> you better fucking start thinking it's a big deal. You know, you think, but look, at you see where their priorities are. Look at the January 6th um, people, you know quote-unquote insurrectionists. Um, they're sitting in jail cells. They're, they just signed, uh, penned a letter that they would rather be transferred over to Gitmo than stay where they are. That Gitmo, I mean, that's insane. To to want to go to a place where they believe that it, it would be better than where they are right now. In solitary confinement, some of them only getting a year, or a, uh, an hour a day of, of fresh air for fucking walking around the Capitol. You know, for shit that, okay, you got a couple of them, they fought with cops, all right, you know, put them in jail for, you know, a, I don't know, a year, <laughs> you know, whatever, a couple years, I don't know, whatever, you know, I think that's too much too, but, you know, it certainly isn't um, sitting in jail without bail, yada, 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 I've talked about it when it came to the Shannon Brandt guy, you know, that killed... Uh, Kyler or Kaler Ellingson. And he's out on $50,000 bail and this stupid fucking dumbass still sits there and, and argues that he shouldn't have to pay bail. So he can get out after actually murdering somebody. Nobody gets murdered at the Capitol. But because the power structure was threatened of the Democrats, they have to sit in there. Man. And then on top of that, because the Democrats are so stupid... They're, they're constant now given they're constantly poking the bear and nothing's happening to them. You know, Russia hasn't slung any, any, uh, rocks over this way, if you will, if you will. So they keep pushing and pushing, pushing. You have the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that was recently, um, sabotaged. Is that what you want to call it? Attack, blown up, whatever you want to call it. Number one, I feel like 
I remember Biden doing something. He funded something that ended up helping the Nord, Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Right after, maybe not right after, maybe like months after, when he first came in and he nixed the uh, Keystone Pipeline. Remember that he first day signed an executive order, killed the Keystone or the Keystone Pipeline, ended seventy thousand plus jobs, you know, which was the beginning of our woes when it came to gas prices, oil prices, gas prices, whatever. And it absolutely did, as I've talked about it at length before, um, that oil companies, just like car companies, work on projection, and. Um, that was a massive reason why our gas prices are rising was because he killed that pipeline on top of that there's there's a whole slew of other things that the uh the energy sector under the biden administration has has fucked up in order to have our gas prices go as high as we have or as high as they've been and then they took a little dip now holy uh, i i haven't heard enough people talk about the stupidity of this but we are taking money i'm sorry taking um, oil out of our reserves um, <laughs> in order and, and this was in order to help the Democrats come midterms and it, it in part did lower our gas prices it didn't fix them because they haven't dropped under I don't think 390 anywhere that I know of I'm sure maybe there might be some outliers but as far as I know I think the lowest I've seen them is 390 since they reached like the 520 525 area now i live in michigan so i'm sure it's different in different places but um it did come down to i want to say 390 at one point but now it went back up now now we're at four i don't know 410 something to that effect um and (laughs) what happened it was something recently just happened where i think he was trying to talk opec into <clears throat> not reducing the amount of oil they were drilling for, something to that effect, and and I guess they turned around to, to what did they do? They doubled it, whatever they were doing. Instead of getting anything out of them, they doubled it. Uh, Biden, I, I want to say, went to Saudi Arabia, and to ask them for more oil, and they denied him. Um, yeah, that's what we're facing. So, um, now I could be wrong, but I'm pretty certain. Biden funded something that helped the Nord Stream 2 pipeline in Russia. But recently, within the last, what, two weeks, Biden had a, a, was holding a presser, was talking to somebody where he said something to the effect that he was going to put an end to the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. And then, mysteriously, a couple days later, we start seeing videos and getting reports that it's been sabotaged. Somebody somebody busted it up. And then also heard that it's irreparable. Which my question to that is, okay, go switch over that switch, which I'm sure they probably did. That cuts that off, the, the oil going to that. But all that oil is just going into the ocean. Right? Because it's underwater. It's under the sea. And whoever destroyed it, so it must have been a sub of some sort. So only countries with subs would be, would have done it. Now it's being blamed on Russia. This makes zero sense that Russia would do it to themselves. There is not a 
positive anywhere in this because Russia gets money for from this this pipeline. Why would they? And, and especially when you have banks that are pulling out, you have all sorts of shit that's happening against Russia in terms of their economy within the world. Why would they? Why would they shoot themselves in the foot? My point being, I'm going to jump right to it. It was the Biden administration. To some effect, whether it was the United Nations or NATO that made this decision to do this, the United, the United States was a part of this. Now, I, I have a gut feeling that it was everything to do with the Biden administration. Now, again, Biden is a Alzheimer's patient. This guy does not make his own choices and decisions. He fucks up at, at speaking all the time. Now, I fuck up at speaking. But <laughs> because I don't edit anything out, you can hear when I come off track. That's trying to stay on track with a whole slew of different topics. Biden has a fucking teleprompter in front of him, and he still fucks up. And he fucks up in some weird-ass ways. <laughs> he will go off into outer space. On top of that, he'll turn around and he'll shake hands with nobody that's there. He'll call out that he recently did called out some, uh, who was it, congresswoman that's been dead. Asking for her. Um, looks like he's a lost fucking puppy uh, constantly. And as I've said before, I don't feel bad for this piece of shit. He was sniffing kids prior to him. I don't know, whenever he started getting dementia. Prior to him running for president. Uh, back when he was... Uh, a well-thinking man uh, as VP. He was up there grabbing hold of kids. Oh, the one... You remember the one that he bit on the cheek? You fucking detestable pedophile. Oh, you son of a bitch, man. Oh, a big part of me saying... I mean, I I think I've always said this, but certainly after watching that, that documentary today, man. And, I, and then right after that, I don't know if I was on Gab or whatever I was on, and I saw a picture of him biting that kid on the face. I was just like, you fucking... Dirty, rotten motherfucker. Oh, man, that fucking piece of shit. So, to sum up these two points that I just talked about, uh, priority number one should be child, child trafficking, human trafficking, and abortion. Abortion is murder, flat out. Life starts at conception. Um, the moment that uh, the... Why can't I think right now? I've said this a thousand times. The moment that... What's the word I want to use? The moment that the... Fucking whatever. The moment that semen hits or touches the egg, um, there's a chemical reaction that results in instantaneous growth and feeding. That's life. It's human life. It's not plant or animal. And it's not guilty of anything. It's innocent. And you're terminating it in an abortion. That is the prime definition of murder. You're killing innocent human life. And the fact that so many people have been tricked into, for their own convenience, mind you, um, so many people have been tricked into believing that this is, it's an it's a adequate... <laughs> An adequate form of healthcare is just, or that it's healthcare at all, is, is just disgusting. Absolutely, completely disgusting. And 
I'll, I'll shoot this at some of my own people who are, say they were my, my people and they're not, but Catholics out there, you know, like fucking Nancy Pelosi, like what Biden would always say, oh, I'm Catholic, but I, I believe in the right for a woman to choose. Fuck you. You are not Catholic. You are something else. Piece of shit. But yeah, those things are the are uh, priority number one. Um, along with, and, and I know I've said this before, that the the top issue is money. Because you f- and our money is broken. If you fix money, you fix every uh, a portion of every or percentage of every uh, issue that's out there, and that's very true. But man, you can't. Ugh. I don't. I don't know if money is more important than this. You know. So that's priority number one. And we need adults and serious people in government um, because the ones that are in there right now are not taking serious issues serious at all. Like Putin threatening nukes. Do I think he would use them? I, I would believe him a hell of a lot more than I would our own government. I can tell you that much in, in terms of him getting spooked into. And by the way, the whole reason that all of this is going on is because Ukraine was, there were talks of Ukraine joining NATO. And, and if you don't understand the problem with that, it's Russia doesn't have a, 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 a good relationship with NATO. And we've had a long history of not having a good relationship with uh, the United States with Russia. And what would happen if Ukraine joined up with NATO is... Now you have weapons of NATO, tanks, whatever, missiles that are right on the border of Russia. It makes Russia just a wee bit nervous that that's the case. So they don't want him joining it. And when they did, he saw that as a military action against him. And so then he said, all right, well, if this is what we're going to do, I might as well go get my country back, parts of my country that are missing. You know, now again, I don't think that we should be intervening in this at all. That's their problem. I don't need to know every all the ins and outs of it. What I need to know, what I need to understand is that we shouldn't be involved. There's a lot of country and a lot of water, a lot of countries and a lot of water in between us and Russia on that front. And this has nothing to do with us. Nothing. Oh, well, we're a part of NATO. Well, then get the fuck out of NATO. We shouldn't be in NATO. I was so happy when I was hearing Trump talking about it. I wish he would have... <coughs> Excuse me. I just put in a nicotine patch or a nicotine pouch. <laughs> this is what nicotine does to me. Every once in a while, it'll give me hiccups. Um, I was so happy to hear Trump saying that he was going to get us out of that. I wanted his, I wanted him. I wish he would have gotten us out of NATO and also gotten us out of the, the UN. You know. Um, but sadly, we're still a part of him. Oh, shit. I was going to say something else. No, I'm forgetting. Hopefully, because I know my mic is real close to my beard, hopefully you don't hear... Like, when I talk, I, I start to play with my beard. Anyway. Oh, you know what? This kind of transitions nicely, segues over into, uh, I guess, another review. There was a debate that I watched recently. Now, there's actually two, but I'll get into this one. Uh, a debate between Destiny, who's... Uh, uh, I don't think he's center left. I think he's left of center. Um, however, he was really, really, really good on the Kyle Rittenhouse situation. He debated 
Vosh and destroy. I mean, he's destroyed Vosh quite a few times because Vosh is fucking re retarded. Uh, but he also um, uh, accidentally, I think, uh, destroyed Sam Cedar when he debated him on it because Sam is a piece of shit and he, and he likes Sam Cedar because they're on the left. They're both on the left. So he has some kind of respect for Sam Cedar. He debated a guy about five years ago named Ryan Dawson. Uh, watch this debate. Go, it's on YouTube. Just look up Destiny versus Ryan Dawson. Uh, I, I guess I have to give some credit to Destiny for keeping this up because what it shows is I think Destiny is one of the best that the left has. Um, I would give that title the best of the left. I would give that title probably to Sam Cedar because I think he makes the best sounding arguments for their terrible ideas, and that's really all of them. Um, but what it shows is that the left are really, I can't say it in totality, but are really concerned with, I think, surface level shit and surface le level, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Modern, like the surface level uh, flavor of the week shit to talk about. And, and I don't know. I don't know if I can say flavor of the week as much as it's like, you know, modern leftist ideals. That's what they, that's what they talk about. That's what they, you know, I've went to school for and learned all these fucking stupid gender theory, critical race theory, bullshit. And, you know, they know the ins and outs of that. Ryan Dawson, fucking this guy, I don't get how he can know so much. But it, it it hurts my brain when I was listening to him. When he was pulling out... I mean, he's not reading off of papers. He is just... The moment that he goes from this topic to this topic to this topic, he is saying shit that I couldn't... I, I remember hearing all the things that he was talking about, but for, for this guy to have the capacity in his mind to remember who did what when it came to all of the ins and outs of the Bush administration, the Clinton administration, the Obama administration, uh, what Hillary Clinton did when she was Secretary of State, all of the fucking no-named people that were that were a part of it, that orchestrated, you know, this, that, and the other, the reactions to 9-11, you know, fucking, oh my, dude, it was... And it's destiny gets absolutely blown out of the water. He has no argument to be made. He can't say anything about any of the shit that Ryan Dawson's bringing up, except for like he'll you know do little pot shots here and there about you know whatever. And Ryan Dawson just fucking annihilates him. So I'd highly suggest if you like listening to me, if you if you're on the same side as I am, or at least near the same side that I am on issues and shit. And you have the problems that I have with destiny and the left. Certainly, and and by the way, Ryan's not a Ryan Dawson is not a Republican. He is not like a right winger. You know, I'm not either. I'm a, I like to call myself an independent, although I'm not a part of the independent party. It's just an independent individual with my own thoughts. Um, <laughs> if you're somewhere in the same vicinity, this debate is going to make you feel pretty good, especially hearing some of the shit I've heard come out of Destiny's mouth. Uh, this guy just fucking fries him. And I'd love to see this. I'd, I need to look more into this guy's debates.
now I think, as I said all of this, um, this next debate that I'm going to bring up, which was between Jank Yerger and uh, Dennis Prager from PragerU, uh, I saw it in a shorts on YouTube. I actually tried making a couple of episodes on this, but I kept fucking up, so hopefully I can get through it this time. But um, they were debating the Israeli um, occupation of Palestine. And it kind of got me f pumped up to watch debates again. Um, because it was Dennis Prager going on to the Young Turks and basically having to um, try and argue a psychopathic Jank Yerger, also known as Sank Yerger, also known as Kank Yerger, also known as Chunk Yergert because he's a piece of shit. Debating him and an Kasparian. Um, and I'll say this, is that I believe that both guys are wrong, and both guys are a little bit right. Um, when it comes to the Israeli occupation of Palestine, I really don't take much of a stance um, on it. I think both sides have committed atrocities to both sides. Um I know I've talked about it before. I, at one point, was in support of Israel in the sense of, I don't know, maybe the, the indoctrination that I've faced, or I've, I've been, um, the amount of propaganda that I've been indoctrinated by throughout you know, my time in academia, uh, and also being a Christian and hearing the, the stupid arguments that, well, because you're a Christian, you need to support God's chosen people in the in the Jews and the Jews live in Israel or the Jews are from Israel, yada yada yada. Um, I, at one point, I did support, uh, and I and I believe how I said it was. Well, we have to fulfill our promises and our and you know I don't know we made promises to Israel. I certainly no longer feel that way, um, because I treat Israel as I treat any other country that isn't the United States of America. We don't need to take care of them. We don't need to be sending any money and never have. We've never needed, we've never, we should have never sent money to anyone. Ever. Now, you could make an argument in terms of like, well, the United States, you know, fucked with, you know, for the countries that the United States have bombed or fucked with, eh, you can make an argument there, um, which I would get said argument. But, um, the United States should get out of intervening and being the world police altogether. That's where I stand now. That's where I've stand, stood for a while. And I think even back then, um, if you would have asked me the right questions, I, I probably would have given you those same answers. Hold on just a minute. I'll be right back. i got to start a new episode. And I'm back. Uh, let's see. The Israeli occupation of Palestine. Um... Yeah, I I, uh, I do not believe that we should have been um, give it's certainly Israel. Uh, we didn't do anything to them. We have no responsibility to take care of them. I know that there's arguments of like, well, uh, if we're if the United States doesn't step in, then the countries over there will destroy it. Um, I've felt this way for a long time. In that, uh, if if you cannot sustain your own country, then you're going to lose it. And that's what it is. If you can't protect yourself, then you're going to lose it. Why should the United States come in um, to have to defend you? 
I just, I don't, I don't see where we should have to be that. We should have to be the police of the world. Um, fuck, what was the other one? The other reasoning that I would hear. Uh, I'll probably come across it here in a minute as I'm thinking. But um, we've given them, I know we've given them billions. We've, uh, the United States has sent billions of dollars as well as weaponry over to uh oh that's what it is over to israel uh the other argument being is that we need a an ally in the middle east and to that i would say i don't think we do i don't think we we need an ally like that i don't think that it's helping out shit and I, and not only that i think that we also have quote unquote allies um with other countries in the middle east uh I don't think that we have to be an intervening um, ally in as much as we have been, you know. I mean, we have been a very destructive force in the Middle East, and um, we've killed a lot of civilians. Our military has went over there and, and fucked up a lot of shit. Um, we have caused, I would argue that we probably have created more terrorists um, by our intervention, by the United States having our name on anything, uh, certainly our CIA going over there and, and uh, interfering with with uh, with the different regimes and, and causing you know uh, regime change in a many a different country over there. So um, we need to get out of it altogether, flat out. You know, I am a pretty strong non-interventionalist. Uh, I just don't see a reason for the United States to be that um, for for any country. I don't see us needing to be that in Europe. You know, if all of a sudden one day, you know, Spain wanted to go against France, why should we get involved? Uh, if one day, you know, uh, Brazil and Argentina were going at it, why why should the United States be the one to um, have to come in and, and uh, play referee? And, and by the way, we don't play referee. We come in and we, we fuck shit up. Um, and, and innocent people end up dead. Um, sure, are there some bad people that end up dead? Yeah, probably. But uh, at the same point, you know, I think that, like I said, I think we create more, more terrorists through our, our, our bombings um, and killing of... I mean, there's been, there's been plenty of video that have, have come out that showed, uh, you know, us hitting the wrong target. Um, pl pl plenty of reports and video. Uh, the more famous video was the um, helicopter, uh, if you remember that one, of them shooting up a, a van. I remember, I think first I had seen it on, was it E-Bombs World? It was on something of us, uh, and, and the, the caption I think to that was us, you know, fucking up a terrorist. Well, it turns out that it wasn't a terrorist at all. It was some some guy, uh, and he had his kids in the car and... and uh, we killed them. Fucking terrible, man. So we've we've done, uh, especially our CIA, which, hey, <laughs> all other countries of the world, trust me, I have been saying that we need to dissolve the CIA. Uh, same with now the FBI and, and uh, really all of our intelligence agencies um, who have done nothing but but uh, terrible things. I mean, they've, they've turned on us seemingly a long time ago. The FBI, I think, was... Uh, created in order to spy on its own citizens, you know. Um, if you, if you believe uh, 
Ron Paul, and I absolutely do. I think he's one of the very few honest uh, politicians that we've ever had. And uh, he's been he's been uh, blowing that whistle for a long time. So when it comes to Israel and Palestine, um, I guess another argument against the Palestinians is that, you know, they've... It, because it, uh, an argument for both sides is who was first, you know. Uh, the left believes that uh, Palestinians um, deserve to be there because they were there first. Uh, I mean, it, it, I think that's a dumb argument because both sides can claim that. The, the Jews can claim that they were there before the Palestinians were ever there. Um, and that it's, you know, their land and, uh, you know, that uh, it's, it's uh, the promised land to them. Um, you know, uh, the Palestinians, or at least a leftist argument for the Palestinians being there first, is that, you know, they've been around for however many thousands of years, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I, I think both arguments are just kind of infantile, really. Um, but again, it's not, it's not up to us, you know. Let them do their own thing, you know. And uh, stop funding it. Stop stop being over there. To, to Are there terrorists there? Sure. And like I said, there's both sides have committed atrocities, both sides. You know, that's something that neither side wants to talk about. You know, there have been innocent people um, killed in Israel by, you know, Hamas and whatever other terrorist groups have been over there um, on the Palestinian side. And then also there have been innocent people, certainly on the Palestinian side that have been killed by the Israelis. Okay. And I've heard, I've heard the same arguments of like, oh, well, the, the Palestinians, you know, they'll, they'll hold up their own kids. Um, oh, dude, somebody from Arkansas just visited the website. Nice. Um, you know, that they'll hold up children as, as human shields and shit like that. And it's like, oh, fucking A. You know, I, I mean, how much of this do you even want to believe? I'm not saying that there isn't bad shit that's going on. For sure there is. But again, it's, I don't know, maybe it's even um, exacerbated by, you know, any kind of uh, quote-unquote help that the United States has given. You know, but all in all, the the intervention by us needs to stop. It's sickening to know that, you know, how much money we've given. Um, and same with weapons and, and all sorts of shit. Uh, also knowing that Israel, by the way, if you didn't know this, sunk a U.S. ship at one point. Even though the people on the ship were fucking saying we were they were Americans. And uh, they made, how did they get shot? I think they, I think they uh, hit it with a, one of their fighter jets. Israel, just to bring this up, Israel shoots down U.S. ship. Uh, Israel attacks USS Liberty. Yeah, Israel later apologizes. During the Six-Day War, Israel aircraft and torpedo boats attacked the USS Liberty in international waters off Egypt's Gaza Strip. The intelligence ship thanks history for bringing up your stupid pop-ups. 
well marked as an American vessel and only lightly armed, was attacked first by Israeli aircraft that fired napalm and rockets at the ship. The Liberty attempted to radio for assistance, but the Israeli aircraft blocked the transmissions. Uh, no, the story I heard, it, they may have blocked it, but um, the Israeli uh, military definitely heard um, the Americans saying that they were American and not to attack them. So that's uh, that's on history too, uh, history.com. So you can go check that out if you'd like to. If you think I'm bullshitting, if you think I don't know what I'm talking about. So um, Israel does not have a <clears throat> the cleanest history. So you know, but uh, at the same time, I don't think that uh, uh, the Palestinians would uh, would treat us too good either. Of course, you know, I don't think we have the best history of treating them very good either. And again, it all has to do with us getting our fucking big noses in other people's business. So how about we not do that? It would be great. So when it comes to um, Dennis Prager and Jank Yerger, Jank Yerger can't debate. The guy gets too, way too emotional, and he's wrong. He's wrong on most issues almost all the time. Um, I've, I've brought up times, and, and I'm saying that he's even right in parts, in part in this debate, you know, in which he's saying that Israel has done some bad things. Yes, he's right about that. He was, he, I've talked about it before when he talks about how the Republicans are not small government because of the military. And the military is one of the largest parts of our government. And he's absolutely right in that. Um, as I've been talking about now with our interventionalism. But, but, he, he is not a good actor. Um, a good faith actor. Sorry, he's not a good faith actor. Um, he lies about most shit that he talks about. Um, he, he's, he's a regurgitation of every talking point on the left. And then he gets mad and he straw mans all of your arguments and, and, he, and he, he says things so that his audience will, he's looking for them to agree with him. He's looking to win a debate by sounding better than, than his opponent, which fails him all the time. He used to work for him before people, I don't know, got smart about shit, realized what was really going on. Um, so, and what's funny too is when I saw it on the short, on the YouTube short, I tried to look for it in like the, in, in its full length. And when I typed it in the search bar on YouTube, um, the overwhelming vast majority of, of results were f videos from TYT. Uh, there was one from the majority report with Sam Cedar, and then there was a few others from like leftists. All of this is because YouTube, which is owned by Google, um, has a, a hard left bent. They are leftists. Um, they, oh, and shit, who is that lady that just came out recently that said that we own the science? Was that at the UN? Who the fuck was that lady? Fucking A, now I gotta look this up. We own the science. We own the science. UN rep. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize I was that spot on. Yeah, UN official, the Wentworth report. We own the science. Todd Durden. Who's this Wentworth report? 
Union. Oh, wait, no. You know what? I'm going to uh, wearechange.org. Luke Rutowski, man. Fucking good dude. The UN's Undersecretary General for Global Communications, Melissa Fleming, recently admitted in a discussion with the World Economic Forum that the globalist institution has partnered with big tech platforms like Google in order to control search results on subjects like climate change, making the establishment narrative the predominant narrative while suppressing information and data that runs contrary to the UN's climate agenda. Fleming went on, to state that the UN is in control of the science. We own the science, and we think that the world should know it, and the platforms themselves also do. This is the Illuminati becoming impatient. As I said, with missing four years of control under the, the Trump administration, um, they got very impatient, which is funny because that was one of their, their biggest, I don't know if I can, I don't think I can say it's a virtue. I don't think that's the appropriate term to use but um my sentiment is is that that was something that they were really good at being being um patient and and being I, I think they just got complacent with having control that when they lost those four years they became very impatient now they're doing shit like this now i had i've said it before i will say it again that the illuminati is waiting for the time when they will, once they garner enough control, where it seems like they're unstoppable, then they will come out and and um, plainly state that they are the Illuminati. Now they've done it in in certain degrees and calling and finally coming out to say that they were globalists, and and boasting that they're globalists. Um, Alex Jones, Bill Cooper, Mark Dice. Um, David Icke, people like this have said have called them globalists for a long time, and they denied it. Yeah, the media that was denying that there were globalists, they would call that a conspiracy theory that anybody was a globalist, and then they eventually um, started calling themselves not um, David Icke or, or Alex Jones, but rather the UN and people like that internationalists. It's where you start to to see when when people were. Um, uh, becoming more accepting to socialism and communism and open borders and things like that. Uh, the, the UN, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, people like that were starting to call themselves internationalists. And then um, shortly after that, started to call themselves globalists. Uh, they're much like this lady right here, where all of a sudden now she's saying, we own the science, which isn't that part. It's the part that comes after that. And we think the world should know. The boasting. They, they want people to know about them. You know, this is a very narcissistic thing. Of course, it's a bunch of psychopaths um, who are in positions of power that, that want the world to know that they have that power. Uh, as I talked about also before I know, I said that how many times in this episode, um, that Google was hiring 20,000 or 200,000 plus, uh, was it 200,000 or 20,000? Jeez, I should know this stuff. See how much shit you forget after time? 200,000 computer programmers, this is the reason. I wasn't bullshitting you. I used to work for Google. I fucking, the, the ins and outs of those pieces of shit, uh, pretty bad. And, and they really propagate themselves as being like, 
philanthropists and good people and shit like that. They are not. Um, you have, uh, oh shit, who was it? It was the one guy that was uh, high up. I think he might have stepped down by now. Um, who was the first to admit, um, oh shit, transhumanism. Um, talking about downloading our, our minds into the cloud and shit like that. Yeah, that's Illuminati shit right there, dude. So, um, fuck, how did I get there? How did I make that big ass job? I mean, this is all stuff that I've wanted to talk about, but shit, how did I get there? Well, fuck, I can't remember. So anyway, we're going to go, we're going to jump right into the next issue. Uh, turns out, uh, Elon Musk is going forward with purchasing Twitter, which, um, I think is a good thing. You know, I mean, I, I still don't quite know where to put my finger on, on, um, Elon Musk, but. Usually, when, um, as the saying goes, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I don't know if he's necessarily my friend, but he's definitely, seemingly, the enemy of my enemy, which is big tech right now. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think big tech wouldn't have taken, if they, if the government wouldn't have gotten involved with them, which is what the government was always going to do, if they wouldn't have gotten involved with them, we wouldn't have seen the leaps and bounds of their their you know their authoritarian you know you know drunkenness of power in in terms of like censoring people like like uh, canceling alex jones and other people uh like they have i don't think we would have ever seen that but uh now that elon i think that the hope is and i certainly have this i, I share the same hope is that if he does become if he does go through with the purchase which it looks like he's going to um that he will push back against the left he'll have power in that um he'll be able to push back and uh although you'll see i think somewhat of an exodus of leftists leaving twitter it's it's they're in in the grand scheme of things they're not going to they're going to stick around just like a lot of, of conservatives did, you know? I mean, yeah, I've joined up with all of these other uh, platforms like Getter, Parler, Telegram, um, Truth Social, uh, Gab. Uh, I think I like Gab the best. So far, I like Gab the best. But anyway, I still stayed on Twitter for as long as I could. I got suspended for some stupid-ass shit, you know, calling John Fugelsang and his sycophants retards twice in one tweet. Um you know, and then, uh, <laughs> and then I came back and, uh, it, right, right around the time that Elon Musk had, uh, they were all scared that he was going to buy it, that they started trying to fix shit. They let me come back. And then once, once he turned away from it, then I got canceled again or I got permanently suspended. And all of a sudden, you know, it just so happens coincidentally that they found my other account and stated that I was trying to avoid being, um, Tried, tried to avoid being suspended. And I'm like, I've appealed it. I've appealed it two or three times now, you know, which I just kind of do when I'm fucking around on my phone. And the last time, I, well, the last two times I pointed out, I shouldn't have been canceled in the first time. I shouldn't have been, perm or I shouldn't have been suspended in the first place. Why? Because I've seen, number one, leftists call people on the right Trump, or Trump supporters, Trump, Trump tards, which is the same thing as calling somebody a retard. But I've also seen leftists call people retards, 
flat out. Um, and nothing happened to them. They, they kept their accounts. So I shouldn't have been uh, suspended in the first place. And then secondly, um, I'm not the, you know, you, you're giving me shit for having a second account. I'm not the only person. There's plenty of people. And, and I told them, I know that you know that there are plenty of people that have secondary accounts just in case one of them gets canceled. And you're not canceling all of them. You know, you're canceling me on this stupid shit. But um, the the hope is that once Elon takes over that, yes, he's going to push back, but also he's going to reinstate everybody's accounts. You know, certainly somebody like me uh, more than likely is going to reinstate Alex Jones, um, Trump, and other m major voices that were out there that got canceled. So, you know, hopefully that does happen. We'll see. Um, I'm still not holding my breath too much, though. It, and it kind of goes in line with what what is going to... I'm, st I'm still up in the air. I don't know what's going to happen in the midterms. You know, I'm, I'm looking at it from a very pessimistic standpoint that, one, maybe may, they may pull the same shit and, you know, you won't see a takeover of the Senate or the Congress by Republicans. You know, I'm hoping that it happens uh, in as much as I just want the left out. Um, but I'm, I'm also wanting um, for good conservatives to get in there, people who, you know, who call themselves conservatives. And who stick to a more old-fashioned sense of what a Republican is supposed to be. You know, small government, limited government type thing. Um, that's what I'm hoping to happen, but I don't think it... You know, I, I, I don't want to just... I don't want to come out right out and say that I don't think it's going to happen. Because I just don't know. You know, um, I'm pessimistic that it'll happen. I have a... a, a uh, a little bit of hope that it will but you know uh, another worrisome thing is okay if they get in if republicans get in what kind of re republicans are they have they been fooling everyone this whole time are they going to be rhinos are they going to be people who who are just a part of the establishment are we going to have more of that people who aren't going to do shit you know i mean seemingly what it should be what it seems like it it, it could be is that the re there are going to be good old-fashioned Republicans, conservative Republicans that get in there, and they are going to <clears throat> basically pigeonhole um, the Biden administration for being able to do anything. And arguably, they should fix some shit while they're in there before the 2024 election. And not only that, um, they should be able to uh, investigate um, a lot of shit, especially the the 2020 election, you know, um, on top of that also, uh, Fauci, just like, um, Rand Paul had said that he was going to do, he said straight up to, to Fauci, I think last time they talked, he said, once we get in and we will, we are going to change the rules so that we can look into you and investigate you as well as everyone else when it comes to this. I hope that happens. I hope that happens. I hope they not only investigate, but that they have the balls to bring charges against these people and against these other governors and shit like that and throw their asses in jail for ruining people's lives, you know, for lying to the American public and causing the the havoc and the, and the, the mayhem that we've seen. I mean, look at the amount of violence that's happening in cities. I mean, it's skyrocketing all over the nation. Every major city that's certainly ran by a Democrat is, is uh, they're going easy on crime. This is what I talked with uh, Bentley about in the last episode. 
you know, um, investigate those those mayors, uh, uh, you know, those those uh, governors and shit that's allowed for this to go on for, you know, uh, the the border for illegal aliens to pour into this country and cause such a strain on our economy as well as, you know, the, the municipalities. So that's the hope, but, you know, looking at it pessimistically and, and also of our history of people not really doing shit to fix anything, but rather just keep breaking it, breaking the systems that we have that I, number one, don't have any faith in in the first place, but shit, man, you know, there's, I guess there's a little bit of faith that I'm, I feel like I'm, we're supposed to have that we just can't have because it's, you know, nothing good's happening from it. It's all bad shit. And as I've said in this episode, uh, it's on purpose, you know, to uh, to devalue our, our money, to fuck up our economy, to screw up our way of life, you know, to, uh, and this was all predicted, planned, I think is a better word, uh, planned from the protocols. That is not a work of fiction. I did. I, I don't see how anybody can actually... I think the only people that ever say that are people that are lying and trying to hide something or certainly the bigger portion are people that have never read it. They have never read the protocols, but they've, they're have they parroting something that they heard from someone else. You know, they call it anti-Semitic, shit like that. Listen, dude, listen to uh, Bill Cooper's speech at, I think it was Michigan State University, where... I just listened to, I just finished it the other day, which was so funny because I was out working in the yard and uh, I put it on in the background while I'm, I'm you know, on the, on the earbuds while I'm doing shit. And uh, I remember him, I mean, he was adamant about pointing out that the protocols are real, but that it wasn't a, Jew, a Jewish only or Jew only conspiracy, that it was a conspiracy of evil people that wanted to um, destroy this world. You know, and there's some shit that I disagree with uh, Bill Cooper about, but he's still one of my heroes. You know, I understand him as somebody who was uh, uh, a man just like anyone else and, and had some issues, you know, had some problems of his own. Um, but for the, uh, the most part, he was an American hero, truly an American hero to stand up for the things that to, to have a family. He had a daughter and a wife that he ended up having to send away because he knew that they were coming after him. He had already been ran off the road, lost the, um, I think he had a BKA, blown the amputation of, I, it was either obviously his right or his left leg. I can't remember which, but he had that happen to him Had another threat on his life. And then, uh, finally the, uh, Arizona, what was it? Sheriff's department, um, lured him out of his house. And then, uh, because he wasn't paying taxes. I mean, that's how fucking, that's how, how much he stuck to his guns, literally. Fucking guy didn't, he, he knew it was going to happen to him and he refused to pay taxes because he knew that they were unconstitutional and, uh, was willing to live an uncomfortable life and, um, and come out and tell the world about it. Wrote a book, got that out there, went around all over the country, giving speeches, trying to inform everyone about it. And he would say straight up, don't believe me, research it. What I'm telling you should be enough for you to get curious. That's all I want. Get curious. Research this shit on your own. This is back in the fucking 90s, you know. And ended up, he got uh, he got murdered in, fuck, what was it, early 2000s. Murdered. Lured out and murdered. Like, those cops knew exactly what they were doing. Ooh, 
Fuck, man. Anyway. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. So the question is, what hap- What what does it look like after the midterms, right? I think if... Eh, I don't think it's going to be pretty either way, if I'm being honest. Um, let's say my hope comes true and you get good, conservative, old-fashioned Republicans in there. Um, non-establishment type Republicans in there. And uh, they do... They do uh, tie up the Biden administration's hands and uh, they fix some shit and start some investigations. I think if that happens, you're going to see some shit like uh, like the summer of love. You know, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of the media um, purposely misleading people in order to cause them to riot. I think you're going to see quite a bit of that, especially if there's anybody that's charged. Dr. Fauci, whoever it may be. But, uh, you know, I think I think that that definitely, not the rioting and shit, but I think that them getting in and, and, and going forward and pushing back the, the um, non-establishment conservative old school Republicans, th- I think they need to do that. And I think, uh, I think we'll get past it. But if they don't get in, Ooh, if it if it's still you know Democrats do what they did in 2020, I think if they they cheat and uh, get their people in, it's not enough to say that it's more of the same. I think it's I think it it's worse, and I think it's at a at a faster pace. I think it's um, I think shit gets real bad real quick for all of us and um i think a lot more people will absolutely lose faith in the system um it it you know and i think it i think that's the plan really um by the the powers that be i think it's their their intention um to well certainly i've i've said it, you know many times before that it's their intention to cripple United States to basically destroy the, the, the way of life in the United States of America and, uh, from within, you know, um, and probably lead up to another world war with, uh, Russia, something to that effect. I think, uh, I don't, I don't see a lot of uh, great stuff, but I think one way is going to be, um, the start of making things better, you know, but, you know, also if you're Christian, like I am, you understand that shit's going to get bad, you know, uh, if you've read Revelation, you know that, um, shit's going to get really fucking bad, so, you know, for those of us who, uh, who have the faith, you know, stick to your faith, that's, that's going to be what gets you through it, you know, whether we find ourselves in a civil war or world war or whatever it may be, stick to your faith. Strengthen that. Work on that, you know, because these lefties, these lefties can't take away what's in your heart, you know. They can't change that. They they will win if you allow for them to in terms of of uh, making you evil, you know, angry and bitter and and cause you to become more evil than you intended to be. You know, that's how they win. Um, The the powers to be, not just the left. Sorry. So. You know, no matter what happens, stick to your faith. Strengthen that.
you know, you can, you can control you. You can control what you do, how you react, how you think, you know. Don't let them take your faith away in God. Don't let that happen because he warned us that, you know, some bad shit was, was on the horizon. So, and then it, it will eventually be good, but, you know, it's, it's going to get pretty bad. So whether it happens now or later, you know, you're going to have to prep yourself. So, and you can always, you know, take a break from all this shit for a minute and, and, you know, go out in the wilderness, you know, do some shit at home. Um, I'm feeling pretty good because I've been, uh, I've been tackling every day with, uh, with, uh, with some pretty damn good success. You know, I had to make it through some, and I know I don't talk to you guys about these parts of my personal life, but you know, there's some, some shit that I've had to deal with recently. And, uh, I thought to myself, best way to do it is head on, get it over with. And so I did. And, uh, you know, I came out of the other side and, and, uh, I've been taking care of business and, uh, it feels really fucking good. I can tell you this because I know I've had this thought and maybe you have too. It's like, I wish I could just go into autopilot until all of these bad things were over with and then come back to, but I was thinking tonight and it was funny because I was shutting down the house, right? Locking up the doors, locking up my cars, going out and shutting the garage door, blah, blah, blah. And as I was doing it, how good I feel. Like, actually, right now I'm a little sore because of the fucking workouts that I've had. But I was just thinking to myself, man, there's... And it, it, it it's better to have gone through those hard things, to have done the hard work, because I did it. I don't want to be on autopilot. I don't want to let somebody else do it for me. Me doing the work, and this, I mean, you can apply this to, you know, all sorts of shit. Certainly when it comes to something like socialism where there's, you know, welfare and handouts and shit like that. And, and understand that that's just de-incentivizing people to, to do it themselves. You feel so much better going through the hard shit and getting out on the other side and, you know... It, you're going to find success if you do that. If you do it on your own, you do the hard work and you, you go through the shit, you're, you're going to find success. And, um, I'm in a pretty good spot right now. You know, it's not the best spot. You know, I, I, I really do. I know that I have to constantly tell myself, you're not this person. You're not this person. You, you know, don't fucking compare yourself to these other people. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not comparing myself to fucking Elon Musk. You know, that's just not a thing that I'm going to do. But, like, to have other people in my life, you know, I've got one of my best friends. Shit, I'll fucking, um, uh, Andre Willowair. He's, you know, he's got a fucking big, beautiful house. He's got, you know, all these toys and shit like that. And it's like, I, I'm happy for him. I'm not, but I'm not jealous of him. I'm certainly not envious of him, right? And, there, and jealousy is not the bad thing that we've been taught that it is. That's envy. Jealousy is, I want what you want, but I want you to have it. Envy is, I want what you want, but I don't want you to have it. See what I mean? But I'm not even jealous of him. Like, I'm happy for him. I'm very happy for him. I'm glad that he has all those things. But I do have other people in my life that I've seen all the shit that they have. And there's a part of me that's like, oh, fuck, man. Why didn't I do this, that, and the other? Why did I make these mistakes? Because had I not... You know, and I can't keep putting it on my father either of like, oh, he should have taught me these things so that I could have done this and gotten been more prepared and then ended up in this better space. 
Because if I do that, then I'm just only going to focus on that negative part of my life and I'm not going to focus on what I'm doing to where I'm going to get to a better spot, which I've done. You know, I've had to wrestle those thoughts in order to um, scrape my way to where I'm at right now. And I'm in a good spot right now. And I feel fucking great every... And I just do it one day at a time. Come up with my thing-to-do list. Make sure that I, I, I hit all those objectives. Make sure that I deal... I, I get my routine done. That's a huge part of my day. Right? And I'll even break it down for you. It's a, it's a simple routine. Read the Bible. Write. And I've got a few things that deal with writing. i got to write the book. Right? Um, which right now is transferring it from pen and pad to um, digital, uh, do the voice recording, and then promote. Those are the three things that deal with my book that I have to do every day. So read the Bible, write, and then work out. That's my routine every single day. Those, and then on top of that, I have to do all the things that I have to do for work, right? All of my job things. Do that. And then on top of that, I got other shit. Right? I've got kids and a wife and a house and yard work and all that shit. But if I deal with it one day at a time, right, really make the effort to tackle all of those things, it all adds up. Before you know it, you're looking at everything that you've just accomplished and you're like, holy shit, how did I get here? Because I put my head down, put my nose to the grindstone, busted ass, and got to where I am. And I'm in a really good spot right now. Very happy. You know, I mean, you have, I have shit that happens all the time, right? Um, now I will say this, and I'm sure that you've noticed I've, the, the podcast kind of takes a hit from time to time. You know, I, I straight up forgot. I think it was last Friday. I straight up forgot that I had to do a podcast that night, that I have this schedule that I have to stick to Tuesdays and Fridays. Totally forgot about it. Well, you didn't do one on Tuesday either. Well, I did one on, I put it out on Tuesday. We did it Monday night. I guess you can count it as that, but you know, don't count it as that. I kind of forgot to do it, or I just didn't do it on Tuesday. Sorry. <laughs> what is it, Wednesday? So now I got one here on Wednesday, right? But, I mean, I certainly intend to stick to that. I don't I don't intend to fuck it up, you know? And then I have other things that I battle with from time to time, like the nervousness of doing videos. I haven't done a video in, I don't know, almost a year probably. You know, and I, I definitely want to get back into doing that. That's a ton of fun. Dude, I've, I only meant to do about a 45-minute podcast tonight. I'm on an hour 40 minutes, you know, just fucking talking about all these things. I'm almost done. But if I can pep, pep talk you into, you know, showing you what I'm dealing with and that I'm making it to a good spot. This isn't, you know, to, to plenty of people, you know, whatever success, like Gary, what's that guy's name? Gary Gavel, Vagil or whatever his name is. Uh, I don't mean that as an insult. <laughs> Gary Badger Snuck, I think is what whatever his name is. That guy is terribly successful. You know, multi-millionaire, yada yada yada. What I'm doing, I don't know. He seems like a pretty nice guy. He probably would see it as success. But you know, you know, there's certain people out there that probably would look at my life and go, "Well, it's not very successful." Well, fuck you, dude. I've got, I own my own house. Um, I've got two cars, I've got two kids, I've got two dogs, I've got a cat, I've got a wife, you know. I'm faithful and loyal to all of them. I'm taking care of my own shit that I want to deal with. You know, I'm doing primarily that I don't I'm doing primarily all the things that I want to do. So to me that's success. I mean to come from where I came from, to come from fucking my first room being uh, in a closet 
you know now i don't know if, if the story is <laughs> i don't know exactly if the story is this way but my first bed was supposedly uh, uh, a drawer in a in a uh, dresser that was in the closet <laughs> of my parents room in a two-bedroom apartment and my two sisters were there so there's five of us in a two-bedroom apartment living in arkansas where my dad literally was going out to hunt for our dinner no shit there's a story that my aunt loves to tell me about um she would come down to she'd come down to visit us and she came in the house when she got there and um somehow some way she asked what was for dinner and my dad said squirrel which was the squirrel that he had just hunted that day and went and got my mom was in the back of my dad going or in the back of my aunt going like waving her hand in front of her throat going no 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 don't tell her and when she found out it was squirrel she's like i'm taking everybody out for dinner <laughs> like fucking a when's the last time you actually had something that wasn't wild game so you know to come from that uh at one point we had lived um me now this is even worse than that me my two sisters and my mom and dad lived in a fucking pop-up tent or i'm sorry a pop-up camper in a trailer park we were the trailer park of the trailer park <laughs> like that's where i come from do you talk about dirt poor yeah we weren't homeless well i don't know maybe at that time you could say claim that we were homeless um but to come from that to where I am now, success, you know, and I'm pretty fucking happy with it. Fuck it, I wrote a book, you know, got a podcast, uh, you know, fucking doing videos and shit. So I'm where I'm at and I'm happy, you know, and I'm constantly striving for more, for more success. And I will do this probably until I don't know if I'm ever going to even retire. You know, so if, if I can find happiness, if I can find success in that, I think you can too, you know, say, oh, and, and, um, same with the, this is actually, uh, what's his name? The guy that they, uh, just recently canceled Andrew Tate. He had talked about a six pack. He was talking to somebody about a six pack and he said, if anybody could get a six pack at any point, it wouldn't be worth shit. The reason that we take such pride in six packs is because it's hard to get. Now, I kind of came across, I want to say before I heard him say that, I've been working at mine hard for three months. Now, I'm not doing a super diet, you know, and I'm not, I don't have a fucking chef that cooks for me, but I've been intermittent fasting, and I've been doing a shit ton of cardio and working on my abs, and I am almost there, dude. And... I have to tell you, he is absolutely right. You know, if I would have gotten a six pack or whatever within two weeks, I don't think I would have cared for it like I do now. You know, it's been three or four months. It's been all summer, you know, running the dog, hitting on the punching bag for, you know, however many rounds, you know, five minute rounds, however many rounds, um, abs every day, you know, PT, uh, physical therapy every day, or at least my own, like what I took from physical therapy, which is basically just yoga. You know, fucking busting ass, and I'm there. I mean, I I went out running today. I had taken a about a week or so off because me and my dog, my dog hurt his leg, and so I had to I had to not run him for about a week, week and a half. So I didn't run really for a week, week and a half because he gets a little jealous when I go out without him. 
So, you know, I, I, we started back running them about two or three days ago. And then today was out running, ran two miles, no problem, dude. I mean, that was like, I felt good the whole way. I was like, oh shit, I can, I can fucking not, you know, have to, have to, um, you know, daydream the whole time. I can actually focus on the run and I feel good and I, I can run at a faster pace, you know, and I'm, I'm fuck dude. I've, well, I guess not the last 15 years, but I was a runner, you know, um, I was never a real fast runner, but now like I, I felt it today. I was like, oh shit, this is what a fast runner, long distance runner is. I was always a sprinter, you know, with a pretty good gas tank, but fuck, you know, work at it. And you'll get there. And I started slow. I started very, very slow with everything. And, and not just slow, but I mean, I started very small. My ab workout was was light. My uh, weight workout was light. My fucking all of it. You know, I was starting off with like, I would box on the punching bag for one song that was maybe two, three minutes. You know, now I'm up to five minute rounds, you know, two, three rounds, whatever it may be. Just fucking going at it nonstop, you know. Uh, running like I do now with the dog, you know, where it, I don't even hardly feel him pulling, um, you know, the majority of the time, unless he's trying to go after a fucking squirrel, but it's starting off small and building and building and building before you know it, you look back and you're like, holy shit, I got a house. Fuck me. You know? So that's a long, what did I spend? 20 minutes on, on motivational speaking to you? <laughs> Hope it feels good. Um, now, all of that being said, I'm probably going to get get out the Friday episode, but I'm leaving Saturday to go to Florida, and I'll be down there on vacation for a week. So me and um, my wife and kids are meeting up with my mom and stepfather, my sister, Crash. Uh, Brain was supposed to go, but he's not going to end up going, which sucks, because he's got to work. And then my great nephew. So we're all going down there. Um, so we're going to be down there for a week. I'm probably not going to have any episodes. Uh, next Tuesday and Friday. Um, but who knows? Maybe I might. You just never know. Shit, I didn't really know I was going to put this one out tonight. But here we are. Um, I think I talked about everything. Oh, one last thing. Uh, Herschel Walker. So uh, I'm not going to be here for a week. That's that, you know. Um, but then again, I might. But uh, Herschel Walker, I almost forgot to talk about him. He's running for Georgia... Is it Governor? Or Senate. Maybe he's running for Senate down there. And the story just came out that he had had an abortion. Um, now, he is a very... Pro, he's, a, he's a pro-life guy. This... It might hurt him with some voters, you know. Because the left... This was supposed to be an October surprise. So, right? October comes. We vote next month. Uh, and so the big bad shit is supposed to come out right now, sometime in this month. And I guess for Herschel Walker and his race, the left, the, the Democrats hit him with uh, somebody had claimed that he had had an abortion. Now, from the one article that I was kind of reading a little bit about this on um, was like a uh, it, it was all hearsay. Now, I, I can't remember. I, I haven't heard his response on it. Maybe I'll have an update by the next episode. But what I do know is that Herschel Walker is a very um, self-titled conservative. Uh, he's running, I believe, as a Republican, um, pro-Christian, pro-life type guy. Uh, 
you know, it's if if it's true that he had no, that he he paid a woman to have an abortion. Now, as I understand it, it I don't think it was with his wife when he or when he was with his I don't know wife or girlfriend or whoever he's with, but you know when he was younger and he paid the woman to have or uh, paid for the woman to have an abortion. The woman had an abortion and he paid for it. Whatever, you know what I'm saying. Um, man. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think I, I hold it against him. You know, I don't think any different. I like Herschel Walker. Fucking dude was a great football player. Um, you know, he ended up getting into at like in his forties, getting into MMA. Um, you know, he was really successful in everything that he did. He, he, uh, spoke highly of Trump and, and, uh, didn't play the, the constant race card and all that other shit. He was just a, seemed like a real, uh, good dude. Oh, is it? Did he come from Alabama or was it just Georgia? No matter. Um, I don't think this is going to hurt him as much as the Democrats think. There's, I know there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, argue for him that, you know, people can change their minds and, and to have him go from having believed that that was the right thing to do to realizing his mistake and, and coming out to speak uh, against abortions and uh, you know, some people might get caught up on him not saying anything if if it were true that he had one and him not admitting that he had had one, you know, from the get. I don't necessarily hold that against him. That's his own personal shit, you know. He made a mistake and, and now he, he um, you know, repents um, for what he had done. I don't see how you can really hold that against him. Um, you know, some people might, like I said, get caught up on him not saying anything, but... All right, it's his personal life, man. You know, he made his own personal choices. He's, he's had to live with it. And uh, and he saw fit in, in coming out to speak out against uh, abortion to be pro-life. Good for him, you know. Um, obviously not good for him to, to have it, but as I just said, it was a mistake. But for him to, to you know, be as pro-life as he's been and, and uh, think on the right side of, of promoting the right things and seemingly doing the right things. I think he's a good dude, you know? And, uh, yeah, I don't see that, that this needs to, um, to, to go against him, you know? But, uh, I guess the left who loves abortions, you know, like, <laughs> I, I don't know that you can see that this was, this was just a, 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 a ploy to, uh, to try and get him to, to lose his election. So, you know, they're, they're scammy like that. Not to say that there aren't some of those scammers on the, uh, Republican side or whatever, cause there are, um, but you know, this is pretty easy to see, uh, what they're trying to do there. So, but that was it. Um, that's it for now. You can get a hold of me at me TV one one zero five at gmail.com. That is me TV, M E TV one one zero five at gmail.com. Find me on any social networking platform with the exception of TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, please go to my uh, website and uh, get the book. It's uh, theweaponbook.com. That is theweaponbook.com. Uh, leave me a review. Um, if you can share anything for me, that'd be great too, you know, on all those lovely platforms that I'm on. Like I said, Telegram. Uh, Parler, Gitter, Gab, Facebook, uh, Truth Social, all that fun stuff. You know, dude, Truth Social is so hard to get fucking followers. I've got zero. 
I'm given I've only I think I've only like friended probably 60 people. Uh but it I just kind of got burnt out trying to fucking get people to follow along. So uh but either way, if you could get on there and, and uh, follow me on there, I'll follow you back. You got no problem with that. Um, yeah, and that's it. Until next time, be accountable, be responsible, don't be a bitch-ass liberal.